the James Suckling Podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Buongiorno. Hi. Good morning. So tell me um, your, thought, uh, your thoughts on 2018 and 2019. You know, I've okay. tasted a lot of um, 18s from, from Bulgaria and from mm-hmm. the coast, and um, it's a much more balanced, cooler yeah. year. Um, and what were your thoughts uh, for, for Grate Marco? Uh, my thoughts is uh, quite really personal tasting thoughts because I like this kind of vintages. I like more the, the, the classic vintage than the, the powerful one. Okay, 2016 is a powerful and elegance at the same time, so it's the best. But anyway, uh, for example, if I had to compare 18 and 15, uh, I, I, I could have some, some tricks because uh, probably I would prefer 18 uh, for, this, for this freshness, for this uh, also for me more longevity because of the acidity, of the preservation of the acidity mm-hmm. in the wine. Uh, Definitely 18 has been a vintage where who worked very well in the vineyards made the difference. Huh? Uh, and definitely who has this kind of genius loci, you know, as the Latins say, that at the end is the terroir. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you could make the difference in, in that case because you have kind of more resilience uh, against environmental stress that anyway were not so important like like uh, i heard because yes definitely we are we had a very a very humid spring a lot of rains till since april to june and and usually when you have this situation uh, even though you have a hot summer with no rains uh, you, you have a lot of of, of, um, of wet conditions in the vineyards. So if you work well, or better, if you had worked well during the spring season, you can afford this humidity with no problems. Huh? Uh, and I and I speak in a really uh, awareness because we are organic. So uh, um, you, you understand. Uh, and actually, we don't have any 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 health con- and, uh, conditions problem in the in, in, in the grapes in Montalcino because we fall, we have also yes. uh, in Montalcino. I had to say we had uh, some problems, but not here, not here because in Montalcino the, uh, during July and August we had some more rains definitely. In Bulgaria, there were really nothing. Um, so. What happens? It happens that definitely you have these uh, more growing of the of the berries, and uh, the skins resulted in um, thinnest situation. Um, so that, that that that's actually the classic situation, uh, in the sense that uh, you have a slower ripeness because you have to wait. But yes. and you can wait, you can wait because you don't risk to have these overripe, over matured uh, aromas and um, and tasting. Uh, anyway, anyway, we, we we started very early with a Merlot, the 27th of August, 
because the the heat conditions um, uh, have have made uh, a quicker anyway uh, ripeness for some vineyards, especially the the early the early varieties. But then we finished quite quite late. If you consider the trend, uh, we, we finished the fourth of October. <laughs> that for me when when we finish in October. You can consider a classic vintage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, with a, I mean, actually, we, we finished with a Vermentino that is quite weird to say, but uh, our Vermentino is uh, is harvested and uh, fermented in a different way. So we 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 wait a lot before the the picking. But and and what was the blessing? The blessing was the last week of last 10 days uh, of September because we had quite good rains uh, at the 20, around the 20th of September. Uh, that could have been a problem at uh, the time, but fortunately, a lot of north wind came. That you, and, and this situation happened also in 2008. I remember. How interesting! I was going to ask you about that. Uh, in 2008, we had a very, a very hot start, starting uh, in, uh, between August and September, um, and then, and then there was a very uh, uh, decreased, very huge decrease of temperatures because of this wind that actually refrained the the, the ripeness, and so we could have, we had time. To wait and not to hurry up for the shrinking, and uh, in in 2018 that up, that happened at the end of the, the last week of September. So what we did was to go into the vineyards and uh, took away a lot of leaves around the grapes, mm -hmm. around the Cabernet Sauvignon and Franc. That was that were the last to and the Vermentino to be picked, and so the wind made his work no uh for for to 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 keep it dry sunny days perfect so in 10 days we had this wonderful maturation of the of the tendons and the kind of um not increasing of the sugar yeah because of this cool uh, of these cold temperatures no and that was the that was really the blessing of 2018 that you can Four taste it in you can taste it in the wines, like you said, they're very classic and very Cabernet, and they have this freshness of um, acidity and fine tannins. And then there's a little bit of um, like Cabernet herbaceousness, which is really ni nice. How would you compare 19? That was slightly warmer, right? Yeah, 19 has been slightly warmer, uh, even though we had uh, good rains anyway during the spring. Uh, but not so much to uh, to start that process of increasing of the of the berries of, of the volume of the berries more than normal. Uh, so at the end it was a kind of classic in the trend that we are having in the last years. Yeah. And at the end, the sanity was perfect. Uh, the, the balance was was good between the, the sugar, the tannins, the alcohol because that's the problem sometimes. Yes. Um, 
so it was it was easiest definitely uh, it was easier than 2018 yeah. so you think it's a, you think it's a step up from 18 uh, as a, as a, as an impact no yes yeah yeah more fruits but you know it depends by what is your tasting because yeah. probably if i taste 18 and 19 i finished in in a dinner probably i finished better than 18 yeah it's more because refined it's, yeah it's more it's, you know this kind of weakness if you want weak, it helps to be to, to be drunk <laughs> yes but it's but the end it's not weakness no it's uh, it's yeah. a kind of i don't know if we can call it elegance we can call it yeah. finesse, but uh, depends by by the personal tasting that uh, one wants us but but anyway there are there are different vintages for me they are both good vintages probably 19 is more affordable in the sense of uh, standard consumers no that that they expect uh, also a kind of opulence if you want yes uh, as, as a direct impact of the wine 18 probably is more for more connoisseurs of the wines that are looking for something that is uh, quite unique in his in his uh, conditions and uh, because 19 has very common things with 15 uh, 12. yeah i was thinking that's exactly what i thought with the 19s i've tasted from chianti classico i was thinking to myself well these remind me of 2015 because of that ripe fruit in the center palette and some nice, you know, nicely framed by the tannins and, you know, a very, very um, beautiful fruity uh, wines. So tell me um, about, it is really interesting, you're the Gratte Maco Vermentino. It's always been like that. It's always been a, um, a richer style of Vermentino with more depth and intensity. I, I like the fact that you haven't changed. I started tasting it, you know, back, you know, it must have been almost in the 80s, I think. What was the first vintage? Uh, okay, the, the history of this wine, uh, the, the first Bulgari Bianco, mm. the first Bulgari Bianco was uh, 84, because, you know, yeah, exactly. the second winery to be born in Bulgari in 1977. Uh, so Mr. Cavallari, the first, the founder. Yeah, Cavallari, exactly, yeah. In the 84, we had the doc, the appellation for the, for the Bianco, for the Rosato, not for the yeah, Rosso. I remember. It's so crazy. <laughs> so here there was Trebbiano. And so the, the first, the, 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 the first uh, Bulgari Bianco was Trebbiano, pure Trebbiano. Ah, and then okay. the, first vintage, the first vineyards of Vermentino uh, went in um, 86. And still we have it. And actually, uh, it's the oldest vineyards of Vermentino that uh, is in Bulgari now. Oh. Um, so since 88, uh, there was a blend between Vermentino and Trebbiano. And until 2001, in 2001, this wine has, has begun only Vermentino, pure Vermentino, since 2001. And the use of the oak in the wine has started in that years. Uh, okay. around end of, end of centuries and uh, be, be began of this one. At the, at, at the beginning, 
I used to, to speak with Pier Mario Meletti Cavallari yeah. and uh, he, he used to tell me that probably at the beginning the use of the oak was too much. <coughs> yeah, and I remember they, he used a lot of it. Yeah, they, they, were, they were experimenting and so on. And uh, so by the time Ascole Massara arrived in 2002, I arrived in 2003, and uh, it takes time to me to understand, to tune up, uh, but definitely we have decreased the impact of the oak, and we still are in that in that path. I mean, I want to decrease I agree. Uh, again. Uh, it's yeah. still very um, oily, and it has a uh, density to it. And, and I, I imagine you get that you pick rather maybe some of the grapes rather late. Yes. And some yes. earlier. But um, mm -hmm. I like that you don't find Vermentino with, um, with intensity and density like that. Where it's weird in a way, now that you, I, I have forgotten the Trebbiano, it almost has a sort of Trebbiano, you know, density to it. And, but I really like it. It's, a, it's always a very, um, has lots of character. You know what, James? Um, these vineyards are—I mean, especially the old, the old ones—is uh, this? Uh, I'm gonna say, top of the hill that is full of white clay, white because it's very. There's a huge concentration of sodium uh, because the origin of this of this soil is from ocean and, and so on. Yeah. Um, and so this kind of uh, intensity of, I don't know, savory, savory yeah. character is so strong that we realized that we need this kind of late harvest, at, at least for a portion of the wine, because yeah. we need more alcohol to balance with the sweetness of the alcohol and the creamy that you can have from the barrique. This very so, quite, quite aggressive savory character and that's that's because we make this kind of late harvest, and then we make a kind of uh, maceration in the not so long, twenty four hours, and so the wine that is macerated, clear macerated, go into the fermentation in the oak, and the other one stay in the stainless steel. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's the mix. The yeah. But well, but and 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 if you, uh, I had the occasion to say some eighties. Of this of this white so Trebbiano, actually not not so. I mean, quite recently that they were still alive. I remember okay, the age. Yeah, you, you understand that it, the wine is is in its evolution of if you want dry fruits expression, but in the mouth this saltiness, this this savory of Trebbiano is quite natural. Uh, uh, variety is, is was so strong, and the alcohol was only eleven point five. So, Mister Premier, Mister Cavallari told me he used to pick the grapes when the potential alcohol was the same of acidity. Oh my god! <laughs> because he wanted, he wanted, it, 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 it thought to balance the savory with acidity, but actually it was a synergic. Yeah. Uh, situation and so at the end it was it was making something with a very long life but the, but at the, at the beginning was quite a lemonade yeah. <laughs> so so it, it, we are enjoying these wines in the last years 
more than in the in the early years. How oh, cool! And, but anyway, that that is to 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 tell you about the strength of this terroir. Yeah, that, that definitely wins over the variety and uh, over the Trebbiano and over the Vermentino. So we need to to mild this expression. Let's so let's talk of Grattemacco eighteen, which, as you said is very classic. Uh, I think the Cabernet really comes through with all the currants and fresh herbs. And Yeah, yeah uh, that, 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 that why I, that's why I like this kind of, of vintages because I have these really fresh, fruity aromas from, from the Bordeaux varieties. And then in the mm -hmm. mouth, I feel the Sangiovese anyway. That 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 I that I that, that I don't smell in the in the in the early years. Then then in the bottle by the years you have this kind of I, I used to call it wild Mediterranean expression that in this blend that that my opinion comes from the Sangiovese comes from the Sangiovese. Uh, but you the good thing about. Uh, the Sangiovese you have, and it must be because of your terroir, but yes, Sangiovese yes, normally doesn't work very well in Bulgari. It's very rustic, you know, yes. it's like, it even, it's very reductive too. You know, Puzza, it smells a bit. I think, I it's, think, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I completely agree with you. And um, if, if, we move, if we move on the Bulgarese, we can't have, we can't have a good Sangiovese in Bulgari. Mm. As we go up, uh, what we definitely we have two things. Mm. This terroir that helps so much because it is is very poor as a terroir. So the Sangiovese is not pushed up in its in its vigorosity and its and in its production. Uh, and then the and then the climate that I told I told you before because and actually with the vineyards that we have in Casa Vecchia, Casa Vecchia is um, this vineyard that we have yeah. at two hundred meters. <clears throat> southeast of Castagneto. Actually, they are vineyards planted in 98 and 2021, 20, so quite quite good now for the production. At 200 meters, the Sangiovese is at its best here. So uh, uh, that's here. really, and no one no one ever plants Sangiovese. They're always on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, actually, if if you speak. With the veterans, I call I call them veterans. I mean yeah. the, the old the old guys in Castagneto, no? Uh, they were young in the fifties, sixties, and uh, they 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 told me that the good wines at that time were from Casa Vecchia. So at that time you had Sangiovese and Trebbiano. Oh, okay. Only Sassigaia had the uh, uh, Cabernet. They, they had the Cabernet in in the hidden yeah. vineyards, but in the fifties, the, the, yeah. the Trebbiano and the, the Sangiovese was was the the common. And uh, the, usually Casa Vecchia was a kind a kind of uh, I'm going to say the the vineyards of homemade wines of each yeah, of course, guys. yeah, Contadini, just yeah, yeah. So that's also, that's a, 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 an history clue of how this terroir could be suitable for the Sangiovese. We are, go, we yeah. are planting more Sangiovese over there because we don't want wow. to lose this, this identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, so tell me about the Alberello. Yeah, Alberello was a really a, a, a great a great bet for us because yeah. 
This was a vineyard planted by Cole Massari in, 2000, in, in 2004. L'alberello well, la, la, is the Italian for, you know, for the gold. Yeah, head pruning. Yeah. The head pruning, yes. Yeah. And it was something new in Bulgaria anyway. Uh, we have these two hectares to be planted. And we just went uh, out from the 2003. That was probably the fire, the... the the fire blessing that we had by the global warming. And so we were quite concerned about that. And we decided to plant the vineyards to be pruned in this way. Not only to make something new, what's in the marketing, in the marketing uh, purpose, but also for a technical uh, reason, because, you know, this kind of habit of the of the of the vine is more resilient to the heat and to the drought and also to the intensity of the light uh, because the shadow is i mean i i, I call the l'alberello the the democratic <laughs> way of plantation because each vine as they don't have the wires uh, and you can plant them at the same distance if you want like we yeah. did uh, this is a set What's point. the density? How many? Um, the density is not so high. The density is about four thousand five hundred. Okay. Because some people one, do one; they do one by one, and then you have ten thousand vines. Yeah, that's that's that. <laughs> if if I I mean with two actors, it's really it's really yeah. uh, expensive to do something like that because because you have to work only by hands. You have but no, also, you have no... also, I'm sure that the vines um, do much better in drought conditions than um, your normal vines. They really, be, right? Because they have Definitely. the roots are, are more spread out and deeper. Because that, that's it's all the old vines in the Rhone or California or places with drought conditions. They they function much better. Definitely, with, you know that's with. It. And Spain, you know, cabeza they call it, which is the same as um, as arborello. They do really well in places like Toro, which is a desert. It's crazy. Yeah, and that's the reason because we planted it. How come you don't do more of this? You should plant another. We have planted know, another. Yeah. We have planted, oh, we good. Have planted okay. another hectare in Grattamacco. It's Cabernet Sauvignon and Cabernet Franc. Uh, this, we planted it four years ago. So now it's in it's good condition to, for production uh, because at the beginning we planted Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc and Petit Verdot in this vineyard. Yeah. And actually we have realized that Petit Verdot is not so suitable to be, to be pruned in an alberello style. And also uh, the wines, because, because what we do is a, a picking of all together. We we pick the same. Oh, you do, um, yeah, and you co-ferment. Yes, yes. Uh, how That's cool! I didn't know that. That that was we we do, and Petit Verdot is too is too late in the ripeness. Does not help in this in this way no. of doing. And actually, we have also seen that uh, only the Cabernet Sauvignon and Cabernet Franc give a more elegant, a more 
fine wine. So we 18 was the first vintage where we don't use cap- Tiberto. Uh, so we I can we, I see a big I honestly I think it's better. <laughs> I think I think so. You Me know, too. it's so beautiful. I'm just like wow. And you, and from Grate Maco, you really see you know a step up. Yeah, we believe. I believe. I believe so much in this wine. This this is the big change in quality, like night and day. Yeah, it yeah. really I, is. I, I, I didn't yeah. look. Thanks. I didn't look Thanks, at my man. old my old scores, but it's really huge difference. So yeah. getting rid of the Petit Verdot really worked. Complimenting. Yeah, and the new and the new vineyards that we have planted, we we have planted only Franc and Cabernet Sauvignon, just because we have we have understood that Petit Verdot was was not suitable for the vines. So it ferments all together, and uh, then more or less the the the, 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 the process is similar to the Grattamacco, yeah. only spontaneous, uh, low low sulfites, fermentation yeah. uh, in these little casks, and and so on. That's, that's the story. Okay, listen, I have to get back. I have to do some um, another um, Zoom. But um, thank you so much, Luca. And, and it was good to talk to you. I, uh, and exciting to see the big change you made with the Albarello. It's really veramente cambiato tutto. Thank you, James. Thank you for okay. your time. Thanks again. Grazie ancora. Ci vediamo presto. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.